Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to that stupid fantasy football show. I am Tim here today with Adam. Hello. What were you what were you dancing to in your head there? Uh, before you did the intro. I don't know. Just getting excited. Little, like, head, head <laughs> just excited about talking fantasy football for a little it bit. It is exciting. It is exciting. I love it. It's just uh, and, and uh, sure at some point we'll you know get detoured to sports cards. Oh, I mean, hey, that's a new segment. I mean, if you course. want, if you want to check out the store, <laughs> I mean, I was going to integrate that uh, naturally, but uh, since you went there, uh, let's not lead off with it. We might, <laughs> we, might we might lose our, our our ten consistent listeners. No, the news of the week is that we're uh, playing each other in, uh, yeah. in fantasy football yeah. this week. Yeah, both pretty, both pretty tight a, matchup. Both six and three, and mm-hmm. atop uh, each one's uh, respective division. Yeah, well, of course we are. Of course we are. I mean, we do a fantasy football show. I know yeah. stupid is in the title, but I mean, we're the only ones in the league who do one. So it'd kind of almost be embarrassing yeah. if we weren't in first place. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's good luck for us. Uh, you won it last year. Right? I did. I did. Yeah. This is true. So, okay. Um, yeah. I think uh, I'm feeling pretty good after last night. Mm-hmm. I'm, right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit more confident. I should say, I shouldn't say I'm feeling good. The thing that really fears me is not so much the team itself, but that you have three really good players going on Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah. I hate the Monday night thing too. It's rough. It's like fun when it's your guys, because then if you lose, it's just like, Oh, they didn't perform. But it's like, it's so frustrating to sit there and watch your like lead just dwindle and dwindle and dwindle. And you're like, it's not fun to root against players. Yeah. 
That's true. It's way more fun to root for. Exactly. I agree. Um, I, I would prefer if I had my druthers every week that all of my players and all my opponents players were in like the 1 PM Sunday block, which would be the 10 AM Sunday block out on the West coast out here. Right. The first, the, the first set of games you, I mean, that's pretty impossible to happen right. um, to have everything all in the, for the first set of games. But uh, I think has it, I don't oh, think yeah. I've ever had that happen. Where oh, yeah. on both teams, they uh, all well, played. Maybe, maybe I can't recall a specific time, but it oh, definitely okay. happened it's... with my team like a week okay. ago where I was all done after one. And it was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Wow. But then you're rooting against people. Yeah, but it, I had it in the bag. You know, yeah. it was. Oh, it was you had it in the bag. A good feeling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it is good. Oh, you were playing Rob last week, huh? It was, this was a few weeks ago. I, I, I can't remember the opponent or the, the point total, but I imagine I, I scored a lot. Yeah. Um, and they but yeah. 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 So I ended up starting Devonta Freeman and Jalen Waddle last night to the yeah. tune of a total of 18.9 points. So not great. Not great. And you had Bateman sitting on your bench who actually scored more than uh, the aforementioned uh, Jalen Waddle. He did. Bateman had 14 points. He was, was he six for 81, I believe. I think we're starting to to see the changing of the guard there in Baltimore and Bateman uh, eventually being the guy there while Hollywood Brown takes a little bit of a backseat. But, you know, to be honest, in all fairness with that game, it was a weird game and Baltimore never got in a rhythm. Uh, They were really all on top of Lamar Jackson all game um not really letting him get his game going like he wasn't getting a rushing going like it just they didn't like their offense just didn't look good and the uh, Miami's defense looked great yeah we're recording this on November 12th and uh yeah the the Thursday night game was the Ravens and Dolphins and the Dolphins surprised the Ravens and uh beat them 22 to 10 um <clears throat> yeah as as far as the receiving core in Baltimore Bateman caught six passes for 80 yards. He had a long of 30. Um, so six catches on eight targets, pretty good. And then Marquise Brown, six catches on 13 targets. So he had a ton of targets, he had, you know, eight, 13 I, targets I would say, to eight. I would yep. say probably like maybe between two and four of those targets were like uh, Lamar Jackson scrambling backwards and like throwing at the ground in front of his feet. He was just in the area, you know, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going for this guy. It was just like, he happened to like run into the area. Mm-hmm. Um, but how many yards did he have total? 37. Yikes. Yeah. So I think you're right that we are seeing a change in the guard. The targets hasn't really reflected it yet but the efficiency is really there for people. Well, I mean, when, when you have a game like that as a quarterback, you'd be like, well, I trust this guy to get more yards. Now he's making those catches. And I mean, he just looked, he looked really sure handed out there. He, he made a couple of grabs that were just really nice. Like definitely jumped off the screen a lot more than Hollywood Brown did last night. Yeah. And I blame Albert Wilson and Isaiah Ford for whatever the fuck happened to Jalen Waddle last night. Well, I think also there was, you know, the changing of quarterbacks. It was just kind of weird. And it's just like, it, what, I wouldn't even blame those guys. I blame Baltimore's I blame D. 
I blame Baltimore's D for leaving them wide open, like wide yeah. open. These guys were. Um, so, I mean, Waddle had that one nice long catch that kind of saved, yeah, that kind of saved you a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Um, because he didn't have a lot of targets, like he's been having six, six targets, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, he's been getting a lot more than that, especially with Parker out, uh, and Fuller. So, he's been the guy, but last night it kind of got the ball spread around. A lot of it was because guys were just wide open, yeah. I guess they they covered Waddle pretty well, um, but uh, yeah, he had an okay game for it. To, like a, I guess I guess what was a defense that focused on stopping him to some degree, and that and that was successful. You know, this is a rookie's tenth game in the in the league. Yeah, um, six targets. He still had four catches, sixty-one yards. So yeah, so the PPR he has double digits. Just just yeah, but yeah, not, not a great a, fantasy game. But I was yeah. making the case it was a better real life game. Yeah, a, a better, a, a, an okay real life game, not a great fantasy game for Waddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're not in a PPR. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. And then uh, Devonta Freeman, that um, backfield never really got going. I think the, nope. the game script. Nothing got going there. The running game just did not get going. Even Lamar Jackson couldn't get going there. Yeah, I mean, I really would have expected this game to go the other way, like entirely. Well, I mean, I think, I think yeah. everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think my fantasy players suffered because the game script did not go as I intended, because these are not the guys that I wanted to start. Um, So I have Damian Harris on the roster as well, but I, there was so much uncertainty with him this week and his concussion from last week. I didn't know if he was, when is, when is their game? When is that new England? It's at 1 PM. 1 PM Eastern standard time. Yeah. So there Sunday. wasn't any, there wasn't any like, like guys in that late afternoon games that, well, that I, you, you were, you could have targeted. I could have, I, I have, Eno Benjamin as well. I picked Eno Benjamin up. And okay. so I could have, like I said, I is there any other guys that. that you were looking at? You don't like I mean, Eno Benjamin? Ah, uh, he's okay. He, he's the new Chase Edmonds. He's the new Chase Edmonds. Is that right? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. He's not Chase Edmonds though. I got him for free. Yeah, I think we're going to see uh, instead we're going to have a James Conner get more and more fantasy points. I don't think, Eno Benjamin's going to come in and do what Chase Edmond did. So James Conner is going to be pushed uh, to what, 40, 40 uh, touches a game? No, I'm just saying I just think he is more the benefactor than Eno Benjamin becoming fantasy relevant. Well, if we're I mean, talking you, about- if you saw it last week. Chase Edmonds talking, went out. James Conner had a monster week. I, I did see that. Um, I think and, here's what I'm saying is I think James Conner comes into the RB1, RB2 scenario instead of being RB2, RB3. And I think, you know, Emo Benjamin or whatever his name is, uh, I think it he becomes more of a, uh, uh, you know, Emo. <laughs> emo um, Benjamin. Emo, emo Benjamin. He, his favorite band is Fall Out Boy. Um, uh, he, I think, I think he, um, emo Benjamin, emotional Benjamin. <laughs> um, I, I think he, he, he's a guy to, he's a shot in the dark. I don't think he's a guy you could say he's the Chase Edmonds. I, I mean, say that. I think he, his, uh, his physical skills are pretty good. I think he's, he's an okay athlete. You're excited about him. You're more excited yeah. about him than I am. He shouldn't you have been free. 
Yeah, I mean, he should have been free. And to, to your your argument, going you know who in, I got for free, who I think is a little bit more exciting than you know Benjamin, who is uh, Ty Johnson on the Jets. Okay, well, let me finish this goddamn point. Who I got for free. <laughs> okay. And then dropped. Well, I probably should have waited and uh, yeah, I, I think I would have. I don't think I would have rolled with. You know, or like there was probably a handful of guys you could have looked at. I think Devonta Freeman is a fine, um, like start, like starter running back two in a PPR league, especially I, in a sure. he- heading into a game that the Ravens should have fucking won thirty-five to ten. Sure, those sure, fucking sure. bums. Sure, but I think I, if I were you, I would have waited and gotten the guy, gotten a running back that was playing in the late afternoon games or the Sunday night game or the Monday night game. And then see to see if Harris starts. Because now what happens if Harris has a big game? You know, what happens if he plays and gets it, like, falls in the end zone a couple of times? I, but what it was, I, I'm just saying, like, it's, it was a little shocking. I didn't think he would do something like that. What can you do? I mean, if, if he scores. I, I'm glad that you did. Thank it, you. I, hey, it might be the difference in the game for all we know. But if it is, I'm, I'll feel really bad for my team. I'm thinking it's only going to be a matter of a few point difference if uh, if Harris plays at all. Uh, Freeman at well, that, 8.8 To be points. honest with you, there was a reason I I put in a waiver bid for Ty Johnson. or I didn't yeah. even put in any money for him because I thought maybe that would be a guy you would eventually look at. Um, because he's had double-digit points in PPR for the past, I think, four or five weeks. Yeah, I did notice that the Jets offense kind of get got going um, as soon as Zach Wilson got Mike, out of there. Uh, Mike White <laughs> and uh, the White Lotus, yeah. and uh, and yeah, uh, Michael Carter too has been going. He's been very um, solid too as a receiving back, yeah. and so Ty Johnson has done a lot of his work out of the receiving game too. So absolutely, but yeah, um, I mean, yeah. anytime you're looking at that kind of streak with double digits, it means you know they're getting this guy involved, especially yeah. you know in the passing game and. More than likely, they're going to be passing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike White seems to be okay in terms of like getting spreading the ball around and making people relevant in fantasy on that team. Yeah, opposed yeah. to Zach Wilson, who wasn't doing that. I just don't think Zach Wilson was ready. I don't think Zach Wilson's better or worse than Mike White. I just don't think Zach Wilson was ready, and they just kind of threw him to the wolves. I agree. Um, Elijah Mitchell, I would say someone to pick up for sure as a riser or someone who could help you in the stretch run. He had a good yeah. game last week. Did you, uh, you catch that? What's that? Elijah, no, not Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Moore. Elijah uh, Moore. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a good talent. He's a good talent. Yeah. They drafted him in the first round. Um, I think he's a guy. Yeah. I could talk. I think there's, I think that's just a team in general. Those two running backs, Elijah Moore, um, I, I think that's a team that probably has a lot of players on the waiver wire that seems to be trending the right direction in terms of actually gaining some offensive production. And you could right. get those guys for really cheap because people are like, oh, Jets suck. Well, it doesn't matter if the Jets suck. It just matters if these guys can score points for fantasy, which well, it, it looks like they can with Mike White as a quarterback. The reality is the offense is coming alive. Yeah, um, last week's last week's game versus Indianapolis on a Thursday night was crazy. You know, uh, a lot of points scored, but um, the week before that they played pretty well and beat tennis uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. 
So this week they have Buffalo, then they got Miami, Houston. So these are pretty good matchups for them um, beyond Buffalo, at least. And uh, the Buffalo one, they're going to be given an opportunity to score points. Like Buffalo's probably going to score a bunch of points and the Jets might be playing catch up again. And uh, yeah, Corey Davis is also back. And I think that's someone who's interesting to me too, because he's a legit receiver, I think. Although I will say this week might be a, a cautious week to play any of these guys because they are playing Buffalo who does have traditionally a good defense mm-hmm. and they're coming off an embarrassing loss. Is it in Buffalo or is it in New York? It is in New York. Okay. So that helps a little bit, but yeah, I, I feel kind of weird starting any of those guys against Buffalo. I just, because even though they lost last week, they only gave up nine points. It wasn't yeah, the mean, defense that played, played bad, but yeah, no, this might be... not be the week to go <laughs> with your jets, but <laughs> right. I, I think they are. De- all those players are definitely guys to keep your, keep an eye on and, and understand that they are definitely fantasy relevant now. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the topics of today's show is risers um, people for the stretch run that you could count on to start um emo benjamin over here emo emotional benjamin (laughs) emotional benjamin is one um where are you on daryl williams uh we're at a point here in week 10 where uh ceh clyde edwards lair i think is is nearing his return yeah yeah i i'm uh i i definitely tried to shop him around a little bit before this point with you know before we come to this point no one really seemed all that interested but he's been solid for me um Mm -hmm. when edward solaire is not there i think he's you know he's very much an rb2 rb3 and he's been really solid for me um but if edward solaire is back this week and is playing as active um i'm gonna throw in mckissick over um williams for sure Mm -hmm. i think that's the move for me um because uh i just don't know how that whole thing is going to pan out. I would like to see it because I think Williams is still going to get a decent amount of touches no matter what. Uh, I just need to see it with Edward Slayer back. If I didn't have any other choice, I'd start Daryl Williams, but I think having McKissick, I'd play McKissick. Because mm-hmm. McKissick seems to be on a roll and really seems to be, um, you know, finally establishing some rapport there. Uh, with the quarterback, Heineke. Um, but who knows? At some point, Fitzmagic might take over again. So who knows? Right. That's what I was trying to look for. Is um, is he coming back or when is he coming back? I know some sites had him projected this week as if he was coming back, but uh, I haven't heard anything. Let me, let me look him up real quick. Uh, it says here, it says, Brian Fitzpatrick underwent MRI on hip, but there's no timetable for the return. And this is a day ago. So it doesn't look like he's playing this week. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So he may, I mean, he had a partially dislocated hip. Yeah. He might be out for the year. Um, but I, I just like, I mean, McKissick seems to finally, it took a little while last year too, but once he got his groove, you know, having a running back that could catch between six to eight balls is that's great. Like sign me up. For sure. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a decent, yeah, I think I would rather that over Daryl Williams with Clyde Edwards Hilaire playing. Mm -hmm. But if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out, 
then I'm starting Williams. All right. Well, it's, it should be pretty fun to see uh, what happens in our matchup this week. Um, we'll report back. Um, oh yeah. You better believe that. Yeah. I, I Either wish way, it... you're going to hear about it. <laughs> it's either going to wish... be from me or it's going to be from Tim. <laughs> yeah. I, I only wish I was at full strength with, uh, with being able to. Oh, here we go. Excuses already. And Antonio yeah. Brown. See later in the season, that's what I'm picturing is my, my strongest lineup. Okay. You know? Right. Instead of Waddle. And how, how do we know I don't have my strong, strongest lineup? Maybe I need to make some more trades. You've made trades. I haven't. I have. I sure have. Um, and you know what? You shouldn't be peeking yet. You know, this is the time. No, where you don't want to be peeking. Uh, Just trudging along, yet. picking yeah. up some wins here and there. Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, you want to be surging, starting your surge, but not peaking. Um, yeah, I feel like I quietly. Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm kind of doing that. Like I've had some, you know, ups and downs with McCaffrey going down and then, uh, just like some dud weeks, but, uh, the one dud week I had, I ended up winning because the other person I was playing, I think it was, I think it was, uh, Popola. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. We both had pretty bad weeks, but his was worse. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that uh, really helped me out. I took the division lead last week. You're welcome. I think you should lay down. Or I actually kind of already did playing <laughs> last night. Hey, I got Rogers, Adams, Stafford, and Cup ready to go. Uh, uh, so who knows? Cup's going to yeah. get like four targets. It's going to be the OBJ <laughs> show over there now. Well, speaking of, yeah, I mean, who who is hurt the most from the arrival of Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, Beckham Jr. in Los Angeles. It's so hard to say because the thing about all three of those guys is they and could all play about, this. Uh, you're talking about Woods, Cup, Woods. Cook, Cook, Cup, Woods, and OBJ. And they have Van Jefferson, who I don't think is going to be completely just vanished. Um, it's hard to say. I would like to see what their roles are because all three of them can play the slot. All three of them can play outside. Um Woods is probably the only guy who's getting like rushes on a consistent basis and, and gets more involved in the gadget plays and blocking um, and blocking too. So I think he's a guy whose role will always be carved out. And we saw that kind of last year when Cooper cup faded in as the year went on. I mean, I know he had an injury, uh, but he really faded and, and Robert Woods really picked up because over the course of all those games, you start to build up a rapport with the guy who's on the field the most, and that's Robert Woods. He's going to be on the field almost all all, all the time. Yeah, um, I, I think that's a pretty good read on it. Yeah, but he hasn't been great for fantasy this year. He hasn't, and he wasn't great to begin the year last year either, mm-hmm. and yeah, then and ended up being a, a, a top wide receiver towards the end of it. Um was a different, different uh, quarterback totally, at the Different helm. quarterback, totally. And I, you know, I think there's obviously this crazy connection between Stafford and Cup. Um, but it'll be interesting. Because, I mean, I think all quarterbacks like to play with their, like, new gadgets or new toys. You know, I think they're, you know, they're excited to have him there. They're definitely going to, you know, get him involved in every way possible. Uh, because he's also a, a big personality. And... You don't want to him him to feel like he's just brought in for show, like for flash or to like disguise to get more, you know, 
So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see who gains the most coverage, who out there will get the double coverage or will get the, the toughest corner. Um, yeah. So I guess, I mean, the Rams did try it already that what you just described, um, bringing in someone who's kind of flashy and uh, for us for like one specific person. Yeah. Uh, but OG purpose. OBJ has a lot is, has a lot more to offer than Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'm actually, I don't think so. I am. I'd actually really? go the other way, even right now at uh, really? Deshaun Jackson's age, the guy is still a burner and that is still valuable position in the league on a team. And I don't think there is a proper burner on every team. Yeah. And I don't think OBJ is that. I don't, but no, yeah, not, I not guess, the same I guess role. I mean, I know sure, he's fast. For sure. I, I think he just has more, he has more facets to his game than just running down the field. Um, because yes. let's, let's not forget Stafford is a little bit older now um, and has a lot of mileage in that arm. So like chucking it down the field while he can still do it, it isn't like it was, you know, five or so years ago when he was hey, chucking you it to Megatron. You shut your mouth about Stafford. He's having an amazing year. He's the top fantasy quarterback. I'm not saying there's anything bad about it. I think his game's gotten better than just chucking it down the field to Megatron. You know, because yeah. there was times where games, that's all he was doing. And it worked a lot of the time because it was Megatron. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting. I think it's hard to say... Um, because they're all kind of interchangeable. So it's hard to say how that will all affect. Um, could be better for Cooper Cup. He could free him up more. I don't could see free it him being up more. much better. I, I think he'll him. get less targets. Here's what yeah. that's what I'll say. I think a, a he'll couple. get less targets. I think I think he'll get less targets. Robert Woods will get around the same, and OBJ will get, you know, maybe to start out between three and five targets. And then, yeah, I don't see him getting getting a lot of targets as well. Um, yeah, I really don't see much of a difference for Cup. Maybe he'll lose a target or whatever on average just, per game. It also depends. OBJ gets on that practice field and him and Stafford start getting so, this chemistry. Yeah, I think That's, it's the difference between four um, receivers and three tight ends. Like I, th- I think uh, Higby is the guy we haven't talked about yet who might lose out more than anyone. Higby's been getting like five targets a game cut that yeah. down to like two like there's no reason to give him targets when you have all these other guys and then it's just a fourth receiver so whether he's the third receiver or really the fourth who just comes in for a few plays and you know that's kind of what he is now i don't know I, until until i see or until we see more that he can like uh, he ain't gonna block you know what i mean like and i don't think he can run the slot like cup like i don't think no. anyone can at this point um, I'm sure he could play Van Jefferson's role. So I would look there that uh, OBJ's um, targets would come more at Higby and Van Jefferson's expense than uh, well, as, a, as a Cooper Cup owner. You don't consider that. <laughs> hey, as a um, uh, as as someone who's in first place in my division, I say that. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a wait and see moment. I'm not too, I wouldn't be too worried if I was an owner of Panic Train. Of owner of cup or uh <laughs> woods i don't think i'd be too worried um but we'll see no. Pan- Time will tell. you know what if you're an obj owner i'd say panic trade him if you i mean don't don't panic trade that was, i'm just joking but so, look, so if, high if, so high exactly just because he's in the news right now like i don't i wouldn't it, this is going to make him better than uh scoring zero points per game like he did last week but yeah 
Uh, I don't know what, you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't count on this meaning OBJ is going to be some reliable starter for your fantasy team at all this season. Maybe if you're desperate a week, you can try it and see what happens. And maybe he has a touchdown or something that week, but I wouldn't get carried away with this. He's not going to be any more than like a uh, receiver three. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but you know, if someone thinks he's going to be a lot more then you might be able to get a deal. You might be able to get something nice in return. So yeah, (laughs) I agree with that. I agree with that for sure. So hopefully uh, those people aren't listening to this show and uh, maybe, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that's pretty dead on advice. I would, that's how I would swing it. Especially if I was an OBJ owner. That's what we do here. Just only the best advice. Only the best. Only and then we can, we come back a week or two later and say, told you, <laughs> we have been saying, told you a lot this year. Yeah, we have, we've been pretty done on, on a lot of things. Um, yeah. Uh, here, here's a riser I want to talk about, especially cause I just picked him up on this on a couple squads is Pat Fryermuth. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I like what I saw because he, I mean, they played, uh, my sad, sad bears and man, he looked good. He looked really good. Um, and you know, I don't think he's going to have to worry about Eric Ebron coming back and cause he's, because Friar Moose, they, uh, they, uh, they compared him to, uh, Heath Miller and, yeah, you know, so, uh, because he can block, he's a big guy, you know, just. Why wouldn't he be like Heath Miller on the Steelers? I mean, yeah. he looks like a more talented Heath Miller. Yeah, absolutely. He looks he's a like, rookie. like Heath Miller 2.0. Oh, wait, here, what do we got? Speaking, speaking of rookies, he's a rookie. This is his rookie card. One yeah, of his many, yeah, he's a rookie. Many, he's a rookie. Many, many uh, Pat Fryer move. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick him up if he's on your wa- waiver wire. Um, yeah. uh, and, and you know who I noticed was on some waiver wires that shouldn't be on the waiver wire, I think, is Dawson Knox. We talked about him a little bit. Um, yeah. I think, and I, and I think especially after the week that Buffalo had, he didn't play last week. He's been out with a hand injury. I think they're going to really rely on him because they're going to be like, okay, this guy's back. This guy will help our offense. This guy will get us going. So I, I think he might have a big week too. He has a pretty good matchup too. He's a little bit of a guy, like a guy who's there. You know what I mean? Like the, he Tommy hasn't been Sweeney, this year. He hasn't like been this Tommy year. Sweeney didn't do, there wasn't that much of a drop off. Like, I don't know. Oh, like, there's I a big time okay. drop off between Knox and Sweeney for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, like, let's not act like Knox, 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 has had, Knox is look at his numbers this year. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking pull him up right now. Yeah, don't, pull him up. don't even try he's, to stop me. He's been, he's had a really good year before he got hurt. He, he was, you know, and he didn't start out uh great right so yeah like 41 on four targets two for 17 uh, on three targets first two weeks were not so hot but then once he got going right i mean you look at targets with a tight end you know i i think for me um obviously you want touchdowns you know and so he scored one in week three as well four for 49 with a touchdown on five targets so he started to kind of go up a little bit and then he just started scoring touchdowns two in week four versus houston although only 37 yards uh, on eight targets, but Bulls, really the, the, the bills get it down to the red zone quite a bit. And he's the guy they look to. So that's great. Why yeah. don't you want that? No, I'm not. Yeah, no, I, Hey, if he's available, I think pick him up, see what happens. Um, but I'm not so sure about relying on him as an every week uh, starter. I mean, I, mean, if- I, I preferably like in my one league, 
So in our league, I have Fryermuth as kind of the backup and potential trade chip um, with Darren Waller. And then in my other league, I have him, I have him with Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. I might have to end up playing both of them because Godwin now looks like he might not play this week. Yeah. Which means Mike Evans um, could have a crazy week. I would just, yeah, the Dawson Knox thing. I just, uh, I don't know. You're just not, you just don't think he's, you just think he's a product of a situation. And I not think talent. in a game where they score 45 points and Allen throws the ball 40 times, uh, any tight end is going to get a bunch of targets. They haven't been great lately. And I think that's one reason why Sweeney maybe didn't match um, Knox's opportunity earlier in the season. I, well, agree, I don't think though, Sweeney's as good as Knox either. Oh, I agree. I totally agree with that. But I, I don't think there's like a huge difference in talent. So, yeah, honest. I think that's uh, that's where we separate there. I think yeah. there's a pretty big gap. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe this week. We'll see. He's Someone will be like, told you. <laughs> Um, okay. Any, anyone else to target any other risers in, um, in the league right now that you are targeting, you, you're trying to see who could this person be? AJ Dillon. Um, AJ Dillon. I like, I've been talking about him. I have liked AJ Dillon. I think he's going to take the reins there on green Bay, but it might be a little too, little too late because Rogers might not be there next year, but who knows? Maybe he'll down even help him even more because they will be completely dedicated to the run. Yeah. Um, kind of like they were that one night when Rogers had no wide receivers. Right. Um, but I like AJ Dillon, you know, I've been like since, and he hasn't really busted out yet, but since um, Ridley stepped away, I've been like looking at Russell Gage and waiting to see, like he's somebody like that's like on the waiver wire that I'm like, huh. But I just, I don't know. After that one guy whose name I don't even begin to pronounce. Um, Olamide got two, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who got two touchdowns. And then obviously with, Cordell Patterson getting quite a few targets. Uh, I'm just surprised. And I, and I think Pitts has been the guy that teams are like double covering. They're like, if we can take one guy away, let's take away Pitts. So I'm just kind of shocked that Russell Gage hasn't really popped and wonder if he will. He's mm-hmm. a guy I'm keeping my eye on. Because he has showed that he can be the number, or like when people are injured, be, step up and be the number one guy. Uh, he just hasn't done it yet with Ridley out. Yeah. This is and true. with Pitts getting the and with Pitts getting the attention. Yeah, this is true. This is a good point. Um, someone to watch, I would say, for yeah. uh, to see if they end up sort of turning turning it around. Um, someone there has got to step up if Ridley doesn't come back. That's kind of a crazy situation. Um, I don't know. What do you make of Deonta Foreman? Deonta Foreman, running back for Tennessee. I know it's kind of a crowded um, yeah, I just, field at this point. I, just, I mean, I think – I mean, he was he was like highly touted in with the Texans and just never really – he was like banged up and just never really did anything there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't like any of those guys. I wouldn't want to have to rely on any of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a guy – if there's any guy to break out and actually be valuable, I would say it would be him over Peterson or um, 
what's that other guy's name? Jeremy McNichols. McNichols, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say uh, Foreman would be the guy that if anybody, you know, were to break out, it would be him. But at this point, I don't know. I wouldn't really want to mess with that. It's like a desperate situation there. Yep. Well, hey, you know, there's a lot of mining to do still. There's many Sometimes weeks. you have to do it. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, uh, it's just amazing to me how many, like, ranked running backs are on the waiver wire. You know, I think it is one of those things you can kind of wait and see what happens at the end of the week and uh, pick up someone if you need them. Again, as we said last week, don't overreact with it. Don't don't make panic trades for like, a like, uh, I don't know, someone who might uh, like, don't, don't make panic trades for Mike. Unless Davis you absolutely, or, well, or you, unless you, well, I don't know who's doing that, um, <laughs> but like, I, I, emo I just, emo, emotional Benjamin, um, Michael I, I don't, Carter. Michael Carter is not bad. I like uh, him, but yeah, I wouldn't um, make a trade for him. Oh no, no. Um, I see what you're saying, but I think if you really, if you're starting to look at your roster mm-hmm. and you're starting to say, okay, there's a position that I definitely need, like, I definitely want another, like, either like RB1 or wide receiver one, you're willing to kind of trade a lot for because your, you know, core is pretty thin. I say then I think that's good to go in and, and try to bulk that up and like get somebody you know you can you know play every week for the rest of the year and not worry about it. And if there's an injury, you're fine. I yeah. think that's fine. I, I'm saying like the whole idea of like having a good core and a good nucleus, and then like you're saying, like, well, let me get better players just in case, you know. And I think that's you know, it's good to be deep, but at a certain point, what if no one gets injured? Mm-hmm. What if you just made all these panic trades because you lost a week or two, you know, I think from most of the leagues I'm in, like everything's there's like maybe one guy that's like at the top, but for the most part, it's like even top to maybe even like, you know, if you're in a 12 team league to like the 10th team, it's all pretty competitive and everybody's still really in it. Like, I don't think I'm in a league where there's like a couple, like a handful of people have separated themselves and we have an extra game um so the fates change quickly in fantasy football i mean people can sometimes see the writing on the wall being like okay yeah i could make the playoffs but my team is obviously not as good as these other ones Mm -hmm. yeah and if they're maybe they have a player like i'm not going to keep this guy but i could get a you know top pick for him right but any player i mean any team can be dealt a hand in any given week and it's oh, like absolutely oh, <laughs> oh that that team's two top players uh one of them um broke their hand and now they're out for a month and the and their other one has covid and you know might might be out two games because of that you know and now it, it's friday and i gotta figure out what to do about my lineup you know so like even a first place team is going to deal with that or could potentially deal with that at any given point, not to start fear mongering, but it's just a reality in today's fantasy football. Um, that's going to happen this playoffs and I can't wait for it, but that also means there's opportunity there if you're ready for it. And uh, if you're not one of these favorites 
and you're cocky about your position and you are a waiver wire vulture and ready and seeing the trends and reading the injury reports, you're going to make out better than the rest because half your league is checked out at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of, I think the next couple of weeks, the separating will start. You'll start seeing like, okay, these are the playoff teams or like these are the people that might start becoming sellers. So you can be a little patient, know that like the, the guy you're talking to right now, who's like, oh, I, I'm still in it. Like in two weeks could be like, okay, who do you need? Who do you want? Yeah. Like what kind of picks are you willing to give up? Yeah. And with wide receivers, I really like you're saying too, Russell Gage is like someone who could break out at some point. I think Marquez Calloway still could. Um, and I know he's on a lot of waiver wires still. Um, Brian Edwards, we're, we're talking about him. Like he had a big zero. He had a big zero last week. Yeah. See, I can't, I can't, you know, I, you know, it's like the opportunities there, but like, really it was just Renfro and Waller. That's who it was in the passing game. Those are the guys that Carr loves. And like, even like when Ruggs was there, like the only time Edwards, like Edwards would go like the most of the game without getting a target even. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden at the end of the game became the guy, which there's something to be said for that. But like, why isn't he getting targets the rest of the game? Like, so I think maybe the chemistry is still forming there with Mm -hmm. Carr, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. I don't know what the deal is because he had a zero last week and everybody was like, Oh, Brian Edwards with rugs gone. Here we but, go. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, Deontay Harris in new Orleans had a good game too. Um, yeah. eight targets, six catches, 52 yards. It's okay. in a PPR. Um, if you're going to trade for a receiver at this point, make sure it's a really special one, you know, because I think there's only like 15 guys that separate themselves in fantasy football at this point in a PPR, yeah. you can pretty much get 10 points from any schmuck on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Um, just throw a dart. Um, but you're talking about the ability to score 25 points. You know, that is actually a limited amount of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there, there will be a time in the next couple of weeks. We'll start seeing some movements in one direction or the other, where it's like, I'm going to stock up for the playoffs or I'm going to sell off because I see the right in the wall. And right now is the time where I can maybe get the best value for these players before maybe they get injured or, you know, or they have a bad week or two, you know, then their value drops. And then you're like, Oh yeah. Should have got that, that those two draft picks I was offered. Um, I would also be careful in just in trading for a running back at this point, if you're heading into a stretch run, yeah. um, especially in a keeper league, you know, yeah. where you can keep these guys. Um, I wouldn't be trading for a player I'm not thinking about keeping, you know, especially if you're talking running back, because these guys drop like flies yeah. and there are new ones on the waiver wire every week. Absolutely. I think some that's of the good, vol- you know, like advice. some of the volatility in the running backs from the waiver wire is, um, is not obviously not predictable and that's bad. Um, the reason why you get one of these good running backs is because it's predictable uh, that they can score 25 points or whatever. Yeah. And if um, they get injured, you still, they still have value because you can keep them or you come the off season, you can sell them off. You know, if you're in a keeper or dynasty, you can sell them off to someone else. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't spend, 
much on anybody that you wouldn't be thinking about keeping. I think even same goes for a wide receiver. I mean, any position, like if you're not, uh, if you're not thinking about keeping them, then don't spend a lot. Right. You all right over there? (laughs) My pen just got stuck in my uh, beard. That was fun. Um, <laughs> let's go through this uh, it looked list. like you were like about to sneeze I couldn't tell what was going on over there it really actually hurt it was like pulling my yeah I could tell I could tell in your face so like I thought you were sneezing but like you didn't make any noise at all like I was just it was just like oh yeah I'm a real professional over here yeah um you know if you're if if the Jonathan Taylor owner is available you know is not heading to the playoffs please make it go all oh, in give, you know give everything for that guy make your future him. about him because yeah. he's going to be the number one running back most likely next year him or Najee that, harris that's the thing it's like not only is like taylor a talent like that offensive line they're just beasts they like i i've watched i've watched a handful of their games this year and man the lanes they clear for this guy and this guy doesn't even need that big of a lane because he yeah. he's so good like mm-hmm. I love being a Jonathan Taylor owner. Love watching yeah. that guy play. Great player. Um, and, you know, if you can get him in trade, go for it. We give you the the uh, TSFF approval. I think um, Najee Harris is a good one, too. I think yeah, McCaffrey, yeah. I think McCaffrey, even though the last two, even this year and last year with the injuries and the uncertain quarterback play, I mean, I think he's another guy that still has a couple good years you're left just, in the tank. You're just trying to drive up his keeper value. Um, I, I'm going to say, no, I, I be careful if, or just, just to be careful if you're going to trade for McCaffrey with the intention of keeping him because the owner could be trying to, you know, wash, wash their hands of a guy who's, um, been injured, uh, the past couple of years. I don't think I would, I don't think like, here's the thing, unless I got another guy back for him that I felt was like a really good keeper, I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him just right. for picks. Like I'm not at that point with him. Um, I don't think he, I think he's worth more than just high level picks. I think you need to so get, you need to get a keeper in return if you're trading McCaffrey as a McCaffrey owner. Um, right. I, but like, I, I would say I, like, I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't accept a trade from somebody that was just like, here's some picks for McCaffrey. Now, if <laughs> well, they're like throwing, throwing a, a, like a really, you know, good keeper in with the picks, then I would be like, okay, let's talk. See, I don't think I would, I would put together the package that would get Christian McCaffrey from a Christian McCaffrey owner at this point. And, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I don't think I'd be willing to go as high as it would take to get if I had if I had if I had no running back keepers on my roster like that were even close to keepers I might and it had like a plethora of wide receivers I might do it yeah I might do it because I think right now his value is still you know a little iffy he hasn't you know he didn't have he had he had a good game he had a good game good return game back last week Mm -hmm. even with just miserable quarterback play um, I'm excited about Darnold not playing because he's looked awful the last like yeah. several weeks. So like literally anyone playing there seems more exciting than Darnold. <laughs> yeah. um, so as, as a DJ Moore owner too. So um, yeah, yeah. I think I think right now might be actually a decent buy low time on DJ Moore because he at the beginning of the year when Sam Darnold was just playing decent, he looked great. Then Sam Darnold just playing awful, and he still was okay, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, and you put anyone else in there, I think DJ Moore's value goes up back up a little bit. Um, what about Cordarell Patterson? Um, 
would you <laughs> would you trade for him at this point? I mean, at this point, if you're in running back help, I would think so. But I, I, I find it hard that any Cordell Patterson owner wants to trade him at this point. Maybe they do. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they're going nowhere, and that's a yeah. possibility. If you because like Patterson it's hard to said. keep a guy like that because like he's only had one year like this, and he's I been know, in the league so... for a long time. So right, like right. like if yeah, if you if somebody's throwing a lot for Cordell Patterson, you're a Cordell Patterson owner. And you have somewhat running backed up. I would trade him. Oh sure. yeah, um, sure. yeah. I would. I would be careful if you're gonna buy him. I would only consider him. Yeah, like I don't know. A, I wouldn't buy him. I'd sell him. I I would say this: like, if you're in a league that is not a keeper league, and the quarter L Patterson owner is like going nowhere, or maybe they're in it, and you you just like Patterson, I would give you the absolute go ahead to go for it and yeah. maybe even overpay for the stretch run. I think Patterson would be worth it for this year. He's been amazing. Um, but one thing I wouldn't do is count on him delivering a single fantasy point next season. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, not to say that he won't, I'm sure he will, yeah. but um, I just wouldn't, that, that I'm saying I wouldn't keep him. I wouldn't even consider keeping him. Uh, I would consider his use on my team only to be good for this season. And uh, my God, if you can get anything for him in the off season, jump at that opportunity, but I wouldn't expect that to happen. Um, but again, if, if you're not in a keeper league, I would give you the absolute go ahead, go for a freaking quarter up Patterson. <laughs> my God, same exact advice for James Connor, by the way, um, because he's really good this season. And I don't think that's going to change anytime this season, but I wouldn't count anything beyond it. Yeah. Yeah. I think those those are two people that yeah, where if you're an owner of them and you see your team's not going anywhere, try to get some really good value out of those guys because I would not feel good about keeping either one of them. Right, right, exactly. Um, all right. Well, I hope we threw out some good names and gave you something to think about this week. Um, do you have anyone else? I I lose track of time when we uh, when we do it on Zoom. I don't have a ticker. To tell me how oh, yeah. long I have no gone. idea. I have no idea how long it's been. Um, I didn't look. I didn't look at see what time we started. Um, maybe maybe in that time we'll. I don't know. Um, I I think um, I'm trying to think just names that because like just like scouring the waiver wire. I was surprised last week I was able to pick up Christian Kirk in in our league. Um, yeah, he's, I, he's someone you he's, could start any given week. Yeah, and he, he was available in our league. And I think, you know, in some other leagues, he, he's probably available. I like him, especially with um, Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins might be back this week, but I still think um, Hopkins has seemed a little off this year. He seemed maybe a little banged up. So I like Christian Kirk. Um, and, you know, A.J. Green, you can't depend on him being on the field every week. So I, I like him as a guy that's, like, been pretty consistent. Um, mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro, that guy's solid. Him. I do. <laughs> He's like almost money in the bank, double digits every year, every week. And now with rugs gone, and he, he he had a really great week last week. Um, I think he's the guy that benefits from rugs leaving, not necessarily Waller or Edwards. I think Waller is going to get his usual uh, targets, but Renfro, I, I like him a lot. And Carr and him seem to have a nice chemistry and so 
I think he's a guy where you could potentially, you know, have for the, you know, ride in as a guy that you won't have to potentially spend a ton for. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's going to get you consistent double digit points every week. And now with rugs gone, you know, we'll get some more targets and potentially get some more play in the end zone. I, I think he has a decent amount of touchdowns, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, pretty good player. Um, I have no take on him <laughs> otherwise. Uh, would you believe there's a team in our league that uh, it's a, it's a friggin' two quarterback league or a whatever super flex league. They have Mahomes and Dak Prescott and they only have two wins this season. That's like, that's um, no like a comment. riddle. No comment. That's like a, yeah. how, the, well, how does that, that even happen? Dak, Dak did go down. Yeah. Um, Dak did miss a game yeah, and game. was like, but, but, and then the game before it, I think he got hurt. Um, so, and then Mahomes hasn't been great. Mahomes hasn't been great. That's the thing. It's he's like, yeah, you would assume in fantasy. You would ass- in yeah. Yeah. But he's definitely, but past- that's because he had some like big, huge games. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been consistent. Yeah, his uh, first month was great. It was vintage Mahomes, and then it started sliding. Yeah, so if that makes sense to me. Like you, you tell me at the beginning of the year, somebody that has those two quarterbacks. I mean, obviously, I have to hear some of the other players on the team, but like has those two quarterbacks. I think you have a chance to win every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot of lot of room for error with those two quarterbacks. Yeah, and I guess I guess there was a lot of error there. Well, best better luck next year. Um, <laughs> Take them All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Enjoy week 10. Best of luck uh, to you, Adam, and to me, but more oh, mostly to me. Yeah, and to me. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>